Welcome back to the final part of this week's Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. And in just a few minutes time, John Fardy's going to be back with screen time. John, how are you? I'm very well. All the better for being here. Have you recovered from the uh, inslaught of fan mail after I appeared on screen time last week? I had to hire in some extra help just to work through the deluge of emails. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, no, it was good. Your favourite movie, in case people didn't hear it. It's your show, obviously, but on my show, you picked Stand By Me, which had never been chosen before, and people love that film. A lot of people got in touch with me on Instagram, yeah. and I got a few DMs from people who hadn't thought about the movie since they were teenagers yeah. and they were kind of like, geez, the, the, the layers to it and whatever. Know, yeah. And then I, I was posting about it over the weekend that it was on Netflix and a few people that I went to school with watched it and then messaged me being like, oh my God. Like This it, is how I see screen time. It brings disparate souls together. You know, people but, haven't seen each other in years. But it's know? just funny how when, I suppose when you reflect back on a movie that you might have seen first in childhood or teenage years, it does evoke different emotions. Absolutely. It's like books as well. There's movies contain people's lives or mm. certain aspects of their lives and you can open that Pandora's box and all sorts of stuff can come flooding back. And that slot on my show where people talk about their favourite movie is probably the most popular because people carry aspects of their life and times in their lives around with their favourite movies like they do with their favourite books. So it can often be, you know, emotional and all sorts of things. I know? didn't realise... I cared as much about it as I did until we literally were mid-conversation. Yeah, I'm bringing light where there is darkness, Jack. I don't think it's nothing to do with you. I think it's just I'm a really deep person. Uh, but the nicest message I got in the back of it, mm-hmm. our dear friend Tom Dunn texts me. Oh, really? Saying he found the vinyl of the soundtrack. Oh, wow. And he's going to give it to me. What a very Tom Dunn thing to say. And I'm saying this on national radio so he doesn't back out of it now. I have the screenshot. Tom, if you're listening. But it's not so nice. Yeah, that's lovely. So the soundtrack. And then I did play Stand By Me at the end of the show. I was listening, Chicken. I know. Uh, It is a great soundtrack though. Because I I watched the movie. I I was watching it uh, just before I was chatting to you and then I watched the full thing again over the weekend. And the music in it is, to use Tom Dunn's expression, sensational. Sensational. <laughs> it is. There's it no was. other word for it. Sometimes only sensational will do. That's a Tom Dunnism. Uh, okay, so who's following in my big shoes this week? Well, Gary Hines, the director of the Druid Theatre Company, that well-known theatre director. She's talking about her favourite movie. What I'm really excited about on the show this week is Jim Broadbent, the Oscar winner, is in a new movie called The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Fry. And he's talking to me, along with his co-star uh, Penelope Wilton. And we have all the week's new releases which include a great new horror movie called Evil Dead Rise Mm, Sounds grim (laughs) Great, tune in for that John, thanks Mel Thank you Now earlier this week Enterprise Ireland took over the RDS and they hosted their startup showcase looking at some brilliant companies that have gone from strength to strength not only in the last 12 months but over the last 25 years I'm delighted to say that Jenny Melia Executive Director with Enterprise Ireland joins me now uh, Jenny it's great to talk to you the last time we spoke was in Austin as part of the EY Entrepreneur of the Year uh, CEO retreat and we were talking about the work that you do uh, but also the great companies that are emerging can you just tell me a little bit about what you have been highlighting and celebrating this week? 
We have had the most wonderful morning here in the RDS this morning, Jess, celebrating the 161 startups um, that we supported in Enterprise Ireland in 2022, what we call the class of 2022. Uh, another brilliant year in terms of the startups that have come through the Irish ecosystem. Uh, the best year in a number of years in, in terms of the overall numbers. Uh, very strong in terms of the number of uh, female founders. Uh, we had 37% of the startups were led by female founders this year. And another really, really important piece for us as well is good regional balance. So uh, just uh, just uh, over half of the startups were supported outside the Dublin region. Really interesting that you mention Austin, because, of course, since we were in Austin, we would have had the final of uh, the EY Entrepreneur of the Year. And uh, the Emer Emerging Company Award was won that night um, by uh, an Enterprise Ireland HPSU uh, one project and uh, the guys uh, Fionn was on one of our panels here today so we've had two brilliant panels of um, current and former HPSUs sharing their experiences around you know scaling um, what they have done in terms of you know uh, investing and, 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 and finding good strong investors to back the business and really importantly what they've done in terms of finding good people good talent hiring well. Yeah, it, the success stories uh, that pass through your doors are just incredible. I want to delve a little bit deeper. When you say the 160 that you supported, just give people a bit of insight into how, when and where Enterprise Ireland uh, supports startups in Ireland. Okay, so first of all, in terms of the the the, the one sixty one, ninety one of those uh, came through our high potential startup, our HPSU program, and seventy of those uh, seventy companies then were at an earlier stage, and and they have come through our pre seed funding. And of course, one of the things we would have done at the end of of twenty twenty two was we uh, introduced new funding uh, for companies at the pre seed stage because you know feedback from companies was that it was getting more challenging for them in the pre seed environment and look we've had brilliant take up there in terms of I think we had 150 applications uh, came into us for that pre-seed fund. In terms of what we saw last year uh, about 69% of the companies came through on the ICT fintech uh, side of the house and about 25% through uh, the life sciences uh, and the industrial side of the house and then of course we also have a have a, a good uh, a small but a, a strong portfolio that comes through in the food sector every year. Um, in terms of trends, uh, big, big focus on digitalization. And look, you know, some of this has been accelerated by COVID as well. We've seen, you know, projects coming through in digital health. Uh, we've seen projects coming through, really, really interesting company, Move Ahead, uh, who have uh, recently now signed up a partnership with the IRFU. Um, and that, that was a partnership supported by Enterprise Ireland. But what they're doing is they're actually, what's the best way to describe this? They are encouraging your kids who are, are on their phones and, you know, spending a lot of time in front of screens they've actually built gaming uh, into the into into the screen activity to encourage the kids to move more and you know to, to 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 see what that's like and to be rewarded for that movement and you know that can all be tracked by the parents and so on so i think you know what we're really seeing coming through be it the climate agenda be it the digitalization agenda be it the digital health agenda 
Irish companies uh, developing solutions here in Ireland to solve not just, um, I guess, you know, challenges and problems that, that, that we see here in Ireland, but also, you know, challenges uh, that are there on the international stage. Yeah, and it's such a broad spectrum of companies that are coming to the fore, which is great. Um, since October last year, we know that there have been a lot of layoffs in the tech sector. Are you now seeing, uh, you know, people who may have been impacted by that coming to you with their own ideas? Because having spoken to people like DC Callahan and Dogpatch Labs, they've hosted, you know, different workshops, different events. And there is that sense sense of innovation. People who may have been negatively impacted are now looking on the bright side and looking to get a venture of their own started up. Um, I I think we're seeing I think we're seeing some of it, Jess. Um, I think you know in general, you know, despite the announcements on the on on the layoffs, and we would have seen this when we were running a, a an event, a tech nomad event in Dublin earlier this year. There's quite a lot of vacancies you know, still out the ecosystem, you know, vacancies across Enterprise Ireland clients, vacancies across other uh, IDA client companies. But in terms of the people that are coming through and are now interested or ready to take that leap into entrepreneurship, the support system in Ireland has never been as strong in terms of, you know, the, the not just the financial supports, but also the non-financial supports that are available through Enterprise Ireland, through the business incubation centres around the country, through the 31 local enterprise offices and very importantly the support system is joined up because when you do have so many supports in the system it is really really important you have that level of connectedness and I think that is something you know where Ireland stands out we we put a lot of time into minding those connections and and making it as efficient as possible not just for our entrepreneurs but for our more established companies as well and that could be that could be seen really you know in the room here this morning in the RDS we almost 800 people here this morning and uh, representing not just the entrepreneurs that came through uh, the Enterprise Ireland startup system last year, but also representing, you know, the stakeholders, the partners we're working with across the ecosystem, the VCs, uh, the other funders, the Leos, the business incubation centres, the multinational companies, you know, with a really, really strong uh, outturn of multinational companies here this morning who are partnering uh, with our HBSUs and helping them accelerate their growth plan. That that ecosystem is something that Ireland should be very proud of because not every country has it and not every city has it. And we're lucky that it exists across our country in cities right around the place. Do you think that that has taken a knock with the uncertainty in the tech sector over recent months? Don't think the ecosystem has taken a knock. I think if anything, you know, people people have actually rallied around each other even more. Um, the ecosystem, like uh, like a lot of our startups, you know, it's not an overnight success. And one of the things this week is that you know, Enterprise Ireland is celebrating 25 years of uh, of being in existence. And you know, this ecosystem has taken a long time to build out. You know, along with our colleagues, you know, in the IDA and and the universities uh, and uh, the IO and technological universities as well. So um, I think, you know, we still have a really, really strong ecosystem there. And you're right, you know, like we are the envy of other countries. And in fact, you know, we regularly host uh, delegations from overseas who come to Ireland to see, you know, what we have done to drive the ecosystem development, what we have done to drive uh, the increase in female founders and how we're basically working uh, to internationalise our companies through our, through our overseas offices. 
you mentioned the female founders there and you alluded to it earlier on as well. Um, this is something that we had spoken about in Austin, just the the trying to encourage women to take the leap into entrepreneurship. We cited some examples from the EY programme, such as, you know, Amy Connolly, who's going from strength to strength. Is there still work to be done in that regard? Um, there will always be work to be done in terms of the female founder agenda just because we are not 50 50 yet so i mean as great as it is to to, to hit that 37 percent this year and to be ahead of target you know we won't rest until it's 50 50 and that diversity across our, our our founder pipeline is super important and i suppose look one of the things i always say as well is you know diversity is so much more than just gender diversity and mm-hmm. um, you know you have diversity in terms of founders backgrounds you have diversity in terms of whether they're first-time founders whether they are repeat entrepreneurs and they're going again for the second or third time but no certainly in enterprise ireland you know we have a women in business strategy we are very focused on a delivery delivering that strategy and part of that strategy for us is to bring more female entrepreneurs into the system and to help more female founded companies become investment ready. This week you're focusing on the success stories not only over the last 12 months or so but the longer term interactions that Enterprise Ireland has with some of the great companies here in Ireland. For people who want to get on this journey who have an idea and they've put in some of the legwork, but now they need help either expanding or they're just looking for that advice. Where do they, what's the best way to get involved and interact and uh, get anything from advice right up to funding? Yeah, so there's there, there, there's a number of avenues for them, Jess. And so if I was to summarise it, I would say one, uh, there's a number of new frontiers programmes uh, running right across the country. And these um, are supported by Enterprise Ireland, but delivered by uh, the Institutes of Technology uh, or Technological Universities. If I use if I use uh, the current naming, um, there are also then the 31 local enterprise offices around the country if someone's at a very, very early stage and they are working through their business plan if they have an export-led business and, and you know maybe there's two or three two or three people who have come together um, either stepping out of an existing company or maybe they're, they're stepping out of college this year and they're going into entrepreneurship you know straight from that graduate level um, I would say talk to talk to our HPSU operations team in Enterprise Ireland uh, HPSU inquiries at enterprise-ireland.com and one of the things we would have done uh, back at the start of 2020 we set up a portal called uh, startinireland.com and that basically signposts people to uh, supports and events and networks um, right across the country. They can find out what's available at local level, at national level. Uh, They can, you know, filter by whatever sector they're in, uh, what stage of growth their business is at. But I would say first port of call, New Frontiers, the HPSU Enterprise Ireland's High Potential Startup, uh, our operations team, and I would say our 31 local enterprise offices around the country. Brilliant stuff. Well, look, it's always good to talk to you and get a sense of what's going on, as you mentioned, right around the country. And uh, long may the success continue. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us here on News Talk. Thanks, Emil. Jess, take care. That was Jenny Melia of Enterprise Ireland. And that's it from me this week. If you missed any of the show, you can listen back in full on the News Talk app powered by Go Loud. I'll be back with Shane and Kira on Monday's News Talk Breakfast. But in the meantime, have a great weekend.